It is NBA Draft Eve. Is that even a thing? I mean, we can call it the NBA Draft Eve. It is sweep the league. The Rock's not here tonight. Wipe your tears. It's no more sad faces. The Rock had a meeting. So it's just going to be myself. It's going to be stats. And it's going to be Shamaya on the beach tonight, holding it down here on the latest episode of Sweep the League. Guys, it's it's Wednesday night, man. It's draft eve. Tomorrow's the NBA draft. Twitter is, is balls to the wall right now. And it's so terrible, in my opinion, because why is it? I got a lot of stuff. I'm a, I, I got a rant. But why is it that every NBA draft year, forget the Spurs, NBA draft year, you have everybody talking about this guy is going to be a superstar. He's going to take this team to the next level. Oh, my God, this guy's so talented. Yada, 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 yada. Do y'all, do y'all see the same BS that I see every time around this time on social media? I think there's an unnecessary amount of hype all over the place. And in general, though, just with how many especially trashy takes there are and uh, how easy um, it is for people to just... You can call people out. Call them out. <laughs> I mean, just in general, Twitter in general likes to put down these these young kids who are entering the draft and, you know, tout other <laughs> players. It's really interesting, Rudy, I've, at least with Spurs Twitter. I've seen so many different, like, like I guess bandwagons for different potential spurs that could be joining the team like as far and as trades draft. have you yeah. seen the trades yeah i mean yeah. we're talking the absolute bullshit trades like we're gonna trade for you know oh uh, that's another one i'm gonna get to you oh, oh, gordon hayward's gonna come to san antonio because he's available now so we're gonna give them you know doug mcdermott and jock lundell and zach collins and you know <laughs> pick in 2032 in the second round, but you know what? They're going to take it because it matches the numbers match. Right. No, I, they're seen... not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, you know, those armchair GMs, man, they're, they're powerful on Twitter. They're strong. Armchair, on Twitter. Yeah. Armchair we, GMs. I saw one, I saw one uh, potential trade that involved trading both Jakob and DJ. <laughs> what was that one? Tell me that. Cause I didn't, I don't think I saw that. Um, it was ridiculous. I can't even remember uh, exactly who it, it would. It involved like the number four pick or like the number three pick or something. It, it was like a three team, like a wacky three team trade. Um, but I, I didn't get a chance to see the specifics, but um, yeah, it, all I know is it involved both Jakob and DJ and it was ridiculous. And it, of course it got trashed on. I, that, I mean, that's primarily everything, man. I mean, yeah. you see a lot of trash on these arm care GMs. I'm, I'm going to go through a few of them now. Um, so like right here, you've got, you know, one guy saying, Hey, we can trade Kata, the notorious KBD, Kata Bates Diop, the 20th pick and the 30th pick, 38th pick this year for Cleveland's number 14 pick. I don't think Cleveland's going to give up the 14th pick to move down the draft. No. And you know what? We're going to give you Kate, the notorious KBD, because he's going to make your team that much better. He did have that 30 point game. <laughs> you, you're really, you're really scratching to get some traction on this shit. Here, <laughs> yeah. For real. I mean, that's one deal. Okay. Does it make sense? Maybe it does, but you, the trades, right? Some of these guys, you want to move up to Sacramento. Okay. Sacramento has one glaring need and they need someone alongside Sabonis. So I get, you're not going to probably get 
a Boncaro. You're not going to get a Holmgren. You're not going to get a Jabari Smith. Number four, you can go and get a Keegan Murray, but Sacramento wants to win now. They, they If you look at Sacramento on paper stats, they've got a decent team. They're like a player away from being very competitive. And that player is, I agree with Mike Brown and the front office in Sacramento. It's not a rookie. There's no impact rookie. All, all these all these armchair GMs, all these people on social media worlds are saying, you know, this guy, this guy could turn a franchise around. This guy, I'm going to call complete total bullshit. There's no, this is not a franchise player draft. This draft is going to have maybe one or two superstars potentially. Yeah. This is a draft where you get a couple of starters, get a couple of, you're going to get a bunch of role players. You're going to get guys that are going to make a difference. What, how are you seeing this draft? Because if you're seeing it any opposite way, I, I definitely want to hear this. Uh, I see, I see more projects. So like, I do agree uh, to a sense with, with what you're saying there. Um, but I also believe that, you know, like you said, there, I mean, there are a few guys who are more NBA ready than others, but at the end of the day, all of these guys are going to be projects, um, including, uh, I'm, I'm actually seeing a lot of steam and a lot of potential for the Spurs to end up with Jalen Duran. Uh, in this draft. And uh, even then he is still a project. And um, I think it's going to benefit him that he's going to potentially be behind Jakob for a season. Cause Jakob still has another season with the Spurs and uh, Darren is, is not ready right now. So he could use that season to kind of get, get, get his feet wet and get some more strength and work on his fundamentals. Are you going to be pissed off if Duran goes to Austin? <laughs> um, I mean, the, technically he shouldn't. I mean, he shouldn't yeah. be in Austin. Yeah, he shouldn't. Yeah. But I mean, really, it's the Spurs MO, man. I mean, it's it's they're what they're known for. They don't give a shit if you're drafted, you know, third or 23rd that you probably are going to spend time in Austin unless you just have, you know, a nutso summer and you have a fantastic summer uh, training camp. Then you're going to be on the roster. But Duran is the guy that everybody's pointing at. You see all the mock drafts, which. I don't have Duran falling past Portland. And actually, you know what? I take it back. Portland picked up Jeremy Grant today. So mm -hmm. they don't need that big that they were so coveting right now. So now maybe Duran does fall. But can Duran be taken before Keegan? And potentially Keegan Murray drops to ninth? There's not a whole lot of teams in that top eight position that need a big if you're like really studying it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I've seen uh, I've seen Johnny Davis, his name out there, like potentially winding up with the Spurs. Um, I, I caught a few articles about kind of player breakdowns and some interviews actually by Jeff Garcia, too. So um, shout out Jeff. Yeah, shout out Jeff over there. But um, yeah, he did. A, he he uh, got a chance to interview some some of the players and like get their thoughts on what they think of San Antonio, what they thought of the workout. But uh, yeah, Johnny Davis, like you said, Keegan Murray, Jalen Duran. Um, there are a bunch of names, but there isn't. It's interesting because with this season, it feels like everyone's got a guy and it doesn't seem like. There is that one dude that everyone can just agree on that's going to wind up in San Antonio. It's, I mean, everybody wants Derek. But the other name that keeps popping up is Jeremy Sokin from Baylor. And I don't, I, don't, I don't see him being drafted at nine. Nine is way too early, man. Like, I, I, would, would this Spurs do it? 
Well, I mean, the Spurs are the Spurs have balls. They do ballsy moves. Yeah, I mean, they, they really do. So to say that San Antonio, the front office, is a boring organization, those guys can literally kiss my ass because the Spurs, they actually have balls. When they want to make a move, they make a move. And majority of the time that move is in the draft. You're talking about a team that drafted Lucas Simonic at 19 and Kelvin Johnson at 29. Mm. Same year. I mean, they got they got nuts, so man, they got nuts because nobody I didn't expect Kelvin Johnson to drop to 29th. There was no way. I mean, right? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I can see them, I see them drafting the best player available. And I, I've gotten some shit over that on Twitter. People have tweeted at me like, you're wrong. You don't take the best player available. You got to fill needs. Yeah. The needs for a growing organization, a young organization, yeah, is BPA, best player available. Mm-hmm. You, and then you have the whole, the whole stick. You, you have too many guards. Who gives a shit? You, this is a guard-ran league. You're going to have small lineups. So what is the point of you you got to get another guard? Why do you why do you want to fill the bigs position? I mean, it makes no sense to me at all. And then not only that, are you really going to keep Lonnie Walker? So there goes another yeah. shooter. Exactly. And that's the other case here is that um, so you go with best player available, like with uh, GM Wright was saying, I agree with that, with that mentality Mm -hmm. and that strategy as well. But um, it it goes along with that, though, because so what you could wind up with a few extra guards than you anticipated. But there's always trades. There's always cuts, you know, like you mentioned. Yeah. Thank you. You you can always on the head. Yeah. Like wouldn't you want the biggest potential? Uh, opportunity like at getting a piece that could change your franchise and then like make adjustments later with cuts or trades or are you just too concerned with having too many guards so you pass up on that talent you know it's it's just common sense stuff here it's all common sense and you know the thing the part that i don't get with spurs fans is the fact that when we say best player available it doesn't mean you're right best player available jalen duran because He's the best player available, and he fills a need. Okay, I, I get that. If he's the best player available at nine, then you make that move. But what what do you like? Okay, so you grab a Duran, and what I'm getting is, does he really fill that need? I mean, the kid is only what if he was a, coming out of a freshman year out of Memphis. I, I mean, believe so yeah. you don't have four year players anymore, so. This is, like you said earlier, this is 100%, 99.9% of the time, a developmental draft. And that's the way it's going to be for years. You have more guys coming out of the G League this year, like a ton of them. And Duran may be the best player available. But can you really say, okay, I'm at nine. I've got the Knicks hounding me right now. Well, let's trade. We'll send, you know, whoever to you plus the 11th pick. You go down a few spots. Would, isn't Mark Williams from Duke kind of the same need to fill when it comes to a big? You can get Jeremy Sokin at 11, I'm sure. So you're going to pay less for the rookie and you're going to get a couple of assets. That's the way I don't understand how people don't think. I mean, yes, Jalen Duran, he's there. Take him. 
But what if you can get the same type of player or very close to the same type of player later on, but get assets for him? And that's a good point, too. That's another way of looking at it. People hate me. They really hate me. Well, you, 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 you try to put all the perspectives in mind, and then you decide which one you lean more towards. And I feel like not enough people do that. They pick one because it's the only one they've seen, and then they kind of ride or die. It's like they've decided to lock in on that without being open-minded and embracing potential other points of views, you know? I get that. I get that. But, you know, I mean, I love that you called me the smartest man on earth. I I, I truly love that you called me that because it's... Well, you're ravishing I, too, you know? I'm ravishing. I'm smart. I have the complete package. I mean, I am, I am literally, what... 80 pounds away from being Shamaya, who is the complete package. Oh my I gosh. hundred percent. What a stud. He's a stud. He's a stud. I mean, you know what else? You know, he's a stud. And the other thing that starts with an S is Shamaya. I mean, it goes hand in hand. Stud yeah. Shamaya. And he doesn't even want to comment because he knows he's he's in the background laughing and smiling because he knows it's true. He knows it's true. Yeah, they should call him stud on the beat, man. Seriously. Yeah, stud on the beat. Shamaya, can we change it to stud on the beat? Or do we have to keep it Shamaya on the beat? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. There's, there's Shamaya. There's two words for the we, show. Right we there. had to get him into the show here. So, all right, man. Who We're going to get into more Spurs talk here for the Spurs season. This has sweeped the league every single Wednesday night. The Rock's not here. Derek, Derek's training. So he's got a he's got a massive AAU team. So he's still training. We're going to do some segments with Derek. I've been talking to him lately, but you're here with us. It's Rudy. It's Shamaya on the Beats, or Stud, as we're going to call him. And Stats, we're talking NBA draft. We're getting on the uh, Spurs Twitter here, trying to figure out what the hell are you guys thinking. But let's get into overall NBA draft. Give me one guy, Stats, that you were excited to see come into the league you want to watch some summer ball. You want to see him, you know, how he's playing in summer, come into the league. He may not be dominant, but he's just a guy that tickles the pickle. We're going to say he just tickles the pickle. Which guy is that coming into this league, into the league next year through this draft? Man, um, after reading up a little bit on him, uh, Johnny Davis kind of kind of piques my interest because he's got Friend qualities. Because Derek Gervin knows him personally. Ooh, hey, shout out Johnny Davis. Congrats, man. Congrats. Have fun on draft night. Not too much fun, though. But uh, Taco Bell, isn't it? Taco Bell? (laughs) Yo quiero Taco Bell. (laughs) Uh, Johnny Davis, man, uh, I was reading a little bit up on him and he's got traits that are like some of his some of the things that he are that he's very good at are close to being NBA ready. But of course, as we've established this, this draft and drafts in general are more about getting projects and developing them and trusting the organization and trainers and coaching to be able to get the best out of these guys, out of the raw talent that they drafted. So um, I've been curious to, I'm curious to see what he does and how far he progresses and how fast he uh, progresses in in kind of developing his talents because based on what I saw or based on what I read, this guy has some abilities to be able to compete at the NBA level now to a degree. But again, as we said, it's going to take some time, and I want to I want to see how fast he gets there. You know, where do you go? Where do you, where would you like to see him go? And I've actually got a team that I'm going to give you, but you go first. I want to hear what you want to say. Where he's going to go? Oh man. Um, 
I haven't really thought of that in mind. Go ahead, go ahead and say yours because I I feel like I'm probably going to end up agreeing with with what you got. Don't agree with me. That's boring ass radio. <laughs> you know this shit. We've been talking about that. <laughs> Ideally, okay. Up. This is where I think. I, I think that, and I, it's kind of funny. I think maybe he's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise pick. Then he goes in the top eight. He won't fall past eight. I I originally had him going to New Orleans. And creating that backcourt of McCullum and Johnny Davis, along with Brandon Ingram, and a now Photoshop fit Zion Williamson, <laughs> because he, you can't lose 100 pounds in like 20 days. I've tried, and I couldn't even do that. You cannot do that. And you cannot gain that much muscle. That's bullshit. That, that, that's all Photoshop. But New Orleans needs that, that combo guard, I think, with McCullum and Brandon Ingram. So... I don't have him going past New Orleans. And the only reason why is because the guy that I'm looking forward to, which I'm going to mention in a little bit, isn't going to be there where New Orleans is picking. I think he's going to weigh earlier now. But now that looking at it, number seven to Portland, now that they've got Jeremy Grant, they could snag a guy like Johnny Davis because yeah. you got to pair somebody with Dame. And I, I, I mean... Dame, Dame has, you know, he kind of likes Johnny Davis a little bit too. He's kind of liking some of these other guards. So I think Portland goes with the guard. He's either going to go to Portland at seven or New Orleans at eight. Where, where do you think he drops or goes to in this draft? I mean, personally, between the two, I think both of them are good picks because New Orleans, like we saw something special with McCollum and Ingram together in those playoffs, even given the Suns a run for their money. Yeah. Um, Again, it's just lack of experience. And of course, the Suns were just better. They had more depth in that series, too. Um, but I, I would love to see him go to Portland, uh, team up with Dame. And of course, like you just like we just mentioned earlier, uh, Jeremy Grant, which is a huge pickup for them. And Portland, Portland um, had to put their foot on the pedal um, going forward in order to keep Dame happy, to keep uh, reloading that team, because they've had roster. They've had team building issues and injury issues um, yeah. over the past couple of years. Um, so I think they're going to have a lot of applied pressure on their throats to deliver in this draft. And I can see Johnny Davis winding up there. I, and the more I think about it, the more I'm looking at it because you're pairing Dame, Johnny Davis, you have Jeremy Grant, you still have Nurkic there. I mean, it, it's looking like that would be a really good fit for Johnny Davis there. I'm looking at the depth uh, for new Orleans real quick. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because you could slide Brandon Ingram down to the small forward and then you have Herb Jones, who's playing small forward, coming off the bench and providing all that defense. Like, oh, my God. I mean, that's kind of scary because not only that, if you get a healthy Zion, which, you know, maybe one donut a day Zion and not the 100 <laughs> donuts a day Zion, you pair him up with Valachunas. New Orleans is a contender. Yeah, they're yeah they're looking good. They're looking like a playoff team. And we haven't even mentioned uh, Jose Alvarado. That guy yeah. really shined in the playoffs. The he's hamburglar. The he's hamburglar. stealing everything. Yeah, he's monster on defense. <laughs> provided points. I mean, really, he's like that perfect like locker room dude for that team. That New Orleans could be very scary if they get a player like Johnny Davis. But mm -hmm. the guy that I'm looking forward to. I've been I've been so excited about this guy since the tournament, since he played in the tournament. That's Benedict Matherin, dude. Oh my God. This guy, 
I said, you have one or two potential superstars, Benedict Matherin, and you can quote me on this. What is it? 856 on June 22nd, draft eve. You can quote me. Benedict Matherin could potentially be that superstar out of this draft. And I like him going number five to Detroit. I've been praying that he drops to nine and goes to the Spurs, but the types of workouts that he's had lately, his interviews have been, they've been a plus, 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 plus. I mean, everything you want in a player, Benedict Matherin gives you. So this is my superstar for the, for the draft is Benedict Matherin. I think he goes five to Detroit, pairing him with Cade Cunningham. Whew. Shamaya, your your Pistons. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch them if they get Matherin and they have Cade Cunningham. You might be pulling out that that old you know Bill Lane beer jersey or whichever jersey you've got hidden up. Time to get those cobwebs off Shamaya because yeah. it's gonna be. Or we might we might get that get, Joe Dumars jersey, Shamaya. We might get Walker Kelser though because uh, he's a big guy that I think. <laughs> well, no, I'm serious. I, I think he might do well in the NBA. Uh, I mean, I know that's a random pick, but I'm just saying. no, it's not. He's a tall, really- he's a tall dude, and we don't see a lot of seven foot guys do their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about the smaller guys, but uh, I think he's a sleeper, in my opinion. Walker uh, Kessler, he's someone that I think can do very well in the NBA. So we'll see. I have no doubts in my mind that Shemaya's right on Walker Kessler. I think at number five, it's be a little too early for him. You know, I think Walker Kessler is a, a late first round pick, but Detroit can easily jump back in there and grab him. I mean, especially now that what they moved uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, they'll, they can slip back in there, but Walker Kessler would make some sense for Detroit. Just at number five, it'd be a, it'd be way too early to pick Kessler at that point. But you never know, man. You you never know. Detroit could uh, trade back in there and get Walker Kessler, who's Shamaya's boy. We're gonna say that's Shamaya's boy. He's looking forward to Walker Kessler. He's looking forward to hopefully Walker putting on a Pistons jersey as well. But draft night is tomorrow. There's that's gonna be a lot of fireworks and. We're going to get into some Spurs teaser. We're rolling right along here. This is Sweep the League. Shamaya on the beat. Stats, Rudy Campos Jr. Rocky, he's at a meeting. And we're just going to be full disclosure. We're going to tell everybody it is. Rocky's at a meeting because he is a journalist. And it's a journalistic meeting. And he's learning how to use Microsoft Word. So that's why he's at that meeting. He doesn't know how to use Microsoft Word. Cue, cue the applause sound cue effect applause, right now. Yeah, there yeah you go. we need that sound effect. Hey, He's hey, using hey. how to use Word. Anytime someone learns how to use <laughs> Word is a good... No, I'm dead serious. Because there are a lot of people who don't know how to use Microsoft Word. So that's a well, big, last big I heard, Well, last I heard, he's learning how to uh, start the program. And then... I think now he's working on fonts, like how to switch oh, fonts. Gotcha. So, yeah. so he's on he's on the fast track. Single space or double space? Ooh. Oh man, that's what, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what makes men right there. That's what makes studs right there. That's the difference between a Hall of Famer and just your average Joe, right there. Single yeah, because all the average typers always do double space <laughs> to make it look like they have a long article. <laughs> hey, Rock, Rock, let me know when you learn italics. All right, bro. 
Yeah, what is that one? Is it Woodwings? Those symbols or whatever it is? It's something like that. I'm going to type out a, a letter like that for you guys. Uh, we're going to see if we can decode it and stuff like that. But that's where Rock is. Rock is out learning Microsoft Word. From what I understand, next week he's moving on to Excel. So that's going to be tough for Rock. So Ooh, exciting. Shout out to Rock out there. Exciting, exciting. Spurs cheese man. Ninth pick tomorrow, 20th pick, and the 25th pick. Basically simple, man. Jalen Durant is a consensus number one pick for the Spurs, uh, for the number nine. You see, you know, every mock draft, a lot of people are going after him. Uh, armchair GMs are so in love with Jalen Durant. Biggest question for Cheesemit, simple for you guys. Do the Spurs make a trade? And if they do, what do you think it is tomorrow night? Shemaya, you want to go? No stats is all you right now. Call you. You say you're the oh, man. Okay. You're okay. the man with the stats. You should know. Okay. Well, uh, it would what be nice. What does your gut tell you? What does your gut tell you? Oh, they're not going to do anything. That's what my gut tells me. It's they're, like they're, typical, right? Typical I know. Spurs. It's it's not. It's so funny because you mentioned early on in the episode they're so like ballsy with their picks because they don't care what you think. They're going to pick their guy, but at the same time they don't make these. Um, bold trades on draft night, unless it's, uh, you know, trading George Hill for Kawhi Leonard. But um, yeah, you usually don't see that on draft night from the Spurs. So I believe my gut's telling me they're not going to do anything. Um, it would be nice if they were able to trade those last two picks, like the 20 and 25, to perhaps move up a little bit. But um, I don't think they're going to do it. I think they might try to move into that. I'm looking again, you know, again, this is something that I'm looking at. You have those two picks, 20 and 25th. I think you could package the 20th and a player, maybe even your second round pick, try to get into that 15 through 18 range, because that's where you're going to get, in my opinion, we 15 and 18 is where you're going to get that, that difference maker, but in a, in a solid role player. So, a a Josh Richardson type player. He can come in. He can get you some points. He can get you. He can be all do all the dirty work. Get you right there. A Trey Jones type of player. A Derek White yeah. type of player. Seven fifteen to eighteen range. You know, you could even if you wanted to, you could even call give Charlotte a call. Charlotte wants a big man. They'll take Jakob. I'm pretty sure. Say we'll give you twenty and Jakob for thirteen. I mean, you can get you can get somewhere in that middle first round and get you another solid player, I believe, right there. So if I'm Brian Wright, I'm making those calls and I'm seeing what is out there. What do people want? You've got a lot of teams that really don't want to draft this year. And I, I kind of feel that in my gut. You have a lot of teams that don't like Minnesota at 19. I mean, do they necessarily, they're really just going to draft a guy to kind of draft and stash. I mean, they don't need anybody there. Chicago at 18, again, you've got a great team. You're probably not going to want a rookie to come in and kind of, especially if you re-sign Levine. You're not yeah, which is looking more likely. Yeah. yeah, so you're not going to want a guy to come in, a rookie, and, you know, you may want to get another veteran somewhere. Cleveland is a it's kind of they're a playoff team. I mean they they were they were in the playoff mix or the you know, playoffs for last year. It's kind of like you've got your pieces there. You could add another one, but what Cleveland's really missing is a solid veteran. 
Then you got Charlotte at 13 and 15. Those see, these are all teams that they have needs that are filled, but I think they have more of a need for a veteran. Yeah. Like an established type of player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they're right there, but they need that veteran leadership, that locker room guy to just yeah. kind of get them over the hump. I mean, you mentioned like two two names, Cleveland and Charlotte. I mean, those are two teams that have a whole like bunch of young talent, but they just are missing those vets and like even like a veteran all-star potentially to just go in there and be that leader and help. They're not help trading Murray stats. They're not trading Murray. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> no, I don't want them to trade Murray. <laughs> you're right, though. No, no, you're right. Cleveland has, you know, they relied on Kevin Love. I mean, ain't, Kevin Love ain't shit. Charlotte, man, Charlotte's that one team I think you want to look out for. I, I think Charlotte's that one team where they've got 13 and 15. Jordan's tired of losing. He wants to win. If he can get that big name. I think that's where we're going to see a potential move. Now, it may not be by the Spurs, but I think that could be the place where they can get a potential move there. But, yeah, overall, I mean, I think we're we're going to probably see some fireworks tomorrow, even though whatever there's smoke with the Spurs, nothing ever happens. That's all it is, just smoke. Final thoughts, man. You know, we um, talked NBA draft. Um, before we get into sweep or keep, Final thoughts on the draft. What are you expecting to happen tomorrow? Do you expect number one and two and three to go the way it's supposed to be in Jabari, Chet, and then Paolo? Do you expect maybe a surprise right now? I have one guy trying to convince me that Orlando is going to pull the rug out of everybody and take Shaden Sharp number one. I've seen oh, wow. it all. I've seen I mean, it all. It could. It could happen. Um I think we're definitely going to see Gordon get traded, though. Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see him easily getting moved in this draft. And I'm curious to see where he ends up. Um, just a little note here, too. Uh, Bradley Beal declined his player option with the Wizards. <laughs> so he's a free agent. I, I didn't want to bring that up because I'm still kind of torn on that. But there is a team that's going to have 30-plus million available, and that is the San Antonio Spurs. You need a shooter. You need yep. a star. You need yep. a, a good, legitimate star. <sighs> good wing. Yep. It just makes too much sense for it to happen. <laughs> the basketball gods, they they like to tease us like in that Geico commercial with a dollar. They almost had it almost there. And that's kind of the way it feels like. It just makes too much sense for the Spurs to get Bradley Beal. Way too much sense. I mean... And that's isn't that unfortunate? Like the the more make something makes sense from a Spurs fan, the least likely it's going to happen. And that's the reason why I'm not ever excited about the off season because you hear this: I want this guy, I want that guy, I need this guy. This guy's going to make the Spurs as a contender. These guys ain't going to do shit. You're not you're not getting a Kevin Durant. You're not getting you know a LeBron James or anything like that. Yeah, these guys are not going to make the impact that those guys do. And even on Kevin Durant, man, next week's episode is going to be a lot about Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant, I think, is turning quietly, turning into one of the biggest jokes in the NBA, depending on what happens with the Kyrie incident, the whole Kyrie thing. So we're going to get into that more later next week. But. Enough of NBA draft talk. Shamaya's ready. He's he's chomping at the bit. So am I. It's sweep or keep time. All right, stats. The floor is all yours, buddy. 
All right, all right, gentlemen. Welcome back to the game of Sweep or Keep here on Sweep the League Radio. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, let me just break down the rules real quick. So I'm going to bring up a piece of news, whether it's from Twitter, whether it's from, well, who knows where. But the idea is these guys can either sweep it, which means it's rubbish, absolute garbage to them, they disagree with it. Or they can keep it and stash that on their shelf, which means they like it a lot and agree with it. So, gentlemen, let's get started. Let's play Sweep or Keep. So, nice. number one, gentlemen, Dallas head coach Mike McCarthy was fined $100,000, and the Cowboys were docked in organized team activity for 2023 for holding practices that were deemed too physical by the NFL. Sweep or keep i think that's more harsher than giving jerry jones the penalty and we saw jerry doing lines and partying with hookers um i i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna keep this dallas deserves all the shit they get <laughs> they deserve it all i mean you want to break rules you pay the penalty so i'm gonna keep this yeah you got to uphold the standard man <laughs> you got to uphold the standards you know Jerry and Mike Irvin doing, you know, powdery substances. You got to keep them. You got to keep your foot on Dallas's throat. Shamaya, right. you sweeping or keeping this? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but he's he's doing oh, something. He's sweeping. He's sweeping. He's sweeping. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, All right. For a second. <laughs> He's sweeping. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, wait a minute. I hear I am talking about lines of coke, and then we hear that, and I'm like, what's going on over there, man? Come on, Shemaya. No, that's not that kind of show. What do we got there next? Go. That, that is so Shemaya, though, using a sound effect instead. I like <laughs> yeah. that. All right, gentlemen, number two. So uh, this, this should be a pretty fun one. Okay. So this is a quote by Charles Barkley. Um, apparently, he made a bet with Kenny Smith. I don't know if you all heard about this. So Barkley said, Listen, if the Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics in the finals, best believe I'll record myself eating a bowl of horse crap. I'm not lying, Kenny. Remind me in a few weeks. Sweep or keep? This is a tough one. I want to sweep it because I don't want to see a guy eating shit. (laughs) But, But it's Charles Barkley, so can... Oh, God. You kind of want to see it, right? I kind of want to see it, but I remember Stifler eating a piece of shit in one of the American Pie movies, and that was disgusting. I'm going to sweep it. I almost I gagged when I saw that on the big screen. So, yeah, I'm I'm sweeping it. I don't want to see anybody eating any crap at all. And we may make that bet with uh, Rocky next week. Am I sweeping? Is he sweeping? Oh, is he sweeping? Yeah, that's a sweep. Oh, that's sound. okay. That's a sweep. Yeah, he's doing multiple sweeps on that. God, not even Shemaya wants to see this duty crap. And nobody, he's the perfect I guy. I don't think anybody, yeah, Shemaya's a perfect guy, but I don't think anybody wants to see. Uh, yeah, no, no. We're going to sweep yeah. onto the next. I don't know. Like, initially, I feel like you, you think, like, oh, this sounds hilarious. It's a great idea because it's Barkley and he talks a bunch of crap. That's two Barkleys in one cup there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Oh. Why did you bring that up, man? I, oh, God. That's another show right there. Oh, my God. He's trying to beat the video. <laughs> oh. I wonder if Barkley would do that. All right. Uh, sorry, sorry, y'all who are out there listening to this. You're not going to go to sleep anytime soon or eat anytime soon. But, gentlemen, number three, uh, sweep or keep. 
Jonathan Kaminga is 19 years old, which means he can't go to the clubs with his teammates. <laughs> Sweep or keep? Wow. I, uh, I'm going to keep that one because, I mean, you're 19. You still got to obey the rules, but yeah. you know what? No, bullshit. Sweep it <laughs> because you're 19. And we were all 19. I mean, Shemaya is probably like 19 now. He's he's young. I know he's super young. He's a stud, man. He's, he's a fine stud. wine. Yeah, he's fine wine. I'm gonna I'm gonna sweep that because I call total bullshit. You may not be able to get in the club, but you're you're Kaminga. You make millions of dollars. Bring that damn party to the house. There's no reason why these guys should be going to the club. You know what? Bring the club to the house. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you got a point, man. You got a point. You can get, yeah, there you go. You can get drunk in your own house, can't you? Is that still a thing? As long as mommy and daddy are there, you can get drunk? I guess so. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the Shemaya soundboard right here. I love it. Nice. We nice, got the stud nice. soundboard. Nice. What's next, it. man? We got another one? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. So uh, here we go. This is a quote by... Everyone's favorite Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver, Chase Claypool. He said, Oh, God. I heard this <laughs> you may have heard of this one. Yeah. He said, I know I'm a top three receiver, period. Sweep or keep? Sweep. 100% sweep. <laughs> They're top. <laughs> That's what we've been missing, man. The great, the great sound effects that Shamari brings. Dude, the drop again, bullshit. I call it bullshit. I was sweeping that. There's no way. Top three receiver, yeah. Chase Claypool. I mean, was he even the best receiver on his team? No, Deont- he was. Deontay Johnson is the best receiver on that team. They're after that is what Pat Frymuth is the best receiver. Get the hell out of here, Claypool. I mean, Justin yeah. Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. I mean, the list goes on and on. That's way better than him. Yeah. Get out of here. No, yeah. sweep that. Shit. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Just just your response in a soundbite. That's perfect. That's that, perfect. that was my thought, too. That Why can't we thought. get these on the radio, Shamara? I mean, we would have just paid the FCC fine. Yeah, it would <laughs> be right. kicked off in the next five minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm guys, I got, I got go one more, and this one's juicy because I could see I could see the two of you just getting on this guy for saying this. Okay, so um, this is a quote from Chris Paul. He says, all I'm, God, I saw <laughs> he says, all I'm saying is we had the best record in the league by eight games, and then one small series in our season is over. How is that good for the NBA? On, uh, and he says, on the state of the NBA, and this is what it says at the top of this quote, Chris Paul wants to change the NBA playoffs format. So are we going to sweep or are we going to keep this? <sighs> sweep it. Yep. This is total bullshit because you <laughs> lost and you yep. lost. You were, were they, they were the number one seed, right? Yeah. Were they? Yeah. Okay. So you lost. That is the problem for the NBA to fix. No, the problem is you get better players, play a better game, be more cohesive. If you need a player to fill in the spot, get the player in the offseason, make your team better, 
Don't bitch about it. You know why? Because out of 30 teams, only one is going to be the champion at the end. It cannot be more than one. There are no, well, I take that back because the NBA decided to pussify the league and give participation trophies because only one person can win the NBA finals MVP. So let's give away conference finals MVPs. Total bullshit on that. But there's only one real champion. So if your team didn't win the championship, tough shit. The NBA is not going to bail you out. It's pretty bitch. <laughs> oh wow! All right, there we go. He's wow. I mean, he's kind of. It's it makes Paul look really I like, bad. I like this. I like the Shamaya right here. Yeah. That we need more. We need more soundbite cussing Shamaya. I think that meme sound went over most people's heads. <laughs> right. Right. Because the second I saw this quote, I was like, I, I know both of you would have because both of you already have strong feelings on Chris Paul. But I knew the second this quote came out, it, it, made, it, it makes it look so bad. <laughs> there you go. It, it makes him look so bad. But uh, gentlemen, that was the game of sweep or keep. Nice, man. I, I like that Chris Paul one to end it. I really do, because I was really pissed off about that and seeing that that. What do you think, Stas? I want to hear your thoughts on that real quick. Uh, it pissed me off too because it made him look like a like a sore loser. Uh, we all know the Suns. <laughs> the, the Suns really blew it, and we all know it. They really blew that series. Um, I mean, they fell apart just like the Celtics did. You know, at the end of the finals there. So, um, yeah, and it just comes across like a poor excuse, and we all we all see right through it. Yeah, yeah, I just agree, as Brittany, man. Not <laughs> Britney, bitch. Well, man, this was uh, another great one talking NBA draft. We got the uh, we got on Spurs Twitter a little bit. We definitely came after them, like we always do. And we we love Spurs Twitter. We love interacting. I interact with Spurs Twitter all the time. So we'll see what happens tomorrow in the draft. Cross our fingers. The Spurs get the best player available. It doesn't necessarily have to be Jalen Durant. You don't have to reach for any player. There's going to be plenty of players that are going to be equal after pick four and five. I think that's when, you know, you start looking at players and they kind of all just look the same. I mean, stat wise, I mean, you're going to have guys that all do pretty much the same thing. So we'll see what happens tomorrow, guys. Be sure to tune in to Baller Boys podcast. It's uh, every Tuesday, my mistake. Every Tuesday. Yes, sir. We record every Tuesday, but there are multiple episodes out weekly. Yeah, multiple episodes out weekly. Baller Boys podcast with Shamaya and Stats. Also, don't forget, I am Refocused Radio with Shamaya. Tons of great, great interviews. He even got to interview the one and only Hillary Banks as well, which I'm still jealous. Shamaya, I, I, I want to, um, you know, give you a huge hug when I see you next time for that because I've had a massive crush on Hillary Banks for so many years, and. Um, yeah, you're going to be the closest thing I'll ever get to ever talking to Hillary Banks. So go check out I Am Refocused Radio. Just wishing you a good evening. <laughs> go check out I Am Refocused Radio. Interviews dropping every single week by Shamaya. Great stuff out there. So for Shamaya on the Beats, for Stats, for Derek Gervin, and for The Rock himself. Hopefully he gets straight A's on this Microsoft Word class. Recombo Shooter, this has been Sweep the League. Until we sweep the league again, we'll see you guys next week. Adios.